This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Friday. The Glenwood Springs City Council unanimously approved a resolution last night calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. As Caroline Yanez reports, Glenwood joins a growing number of American cities that have called for a ceasefire. According to NPR, about 1,200 people in Israel were killed in the October 7th attacks, and more than 28,000 Palestinians have been killed in the ensuing Israeli military offensive. Glenwood resident Maya Hunt is part of the group Ceasefire Now Roaring Fork Valley, which proposed a multi-page resolution. She says even though it's not in council's usual purview, they have power as local elected officials. I think there's growing understanding that caring for our neighbors is not just about those we can see or who are in close proximity, but about showing up in our community when we are needed. What our community represents matters and how we use our voice locally matters. City councilors agreed that they did not have time to read the entirety of the group's draft resolution, but they agreed to simplified language calling for a ceasefire. Mayor Ingrid Wusso also invited Ceasefire Now RFE to stay in touch. It's one thing for us to sign something and it not do anything, but we have some ability to kind of disseminate the message even further if it resonates with us. Other cities like Detroit, Chicago, and San Francisco have also called for a ceasefire. But Aspen City Council declined to take up or pass a similar resolution earlier this week, and Denver's City Council voted against it. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. For the first time, Garfield County commissioners will consider whether or not to help Carbondale as the town shelters dozens of new immigrants. That's according to Garfield County Manager Fred Jarman and Commissioner Tom Jankowski, who told Alexander the issue will be discussed at next week's meeting. Carbondale's been caring for dozens of new immigrants since November, helping set up and run emergency shelters with the help of local nonprofits. In the coming months, state funding could run out. So Carbondale town manager Lauren Gister sent a letter to neighboring governments last month asking for financial contributions, shelter space, or organizational support. Pickin County has already provided beds and its staff are looking for possible shelter locations up Valley. Tuesday will be the first time Garfield County commissioners discuss if they want to lend a hand. At the very least, Gister wants the county to participate in discussions about long-term solutions. For Aspen Public Radio News, I'm Hallie Zander. Snowboarder Jake Cantor has been suspended by the U.S. ski and snowboard team following his arrest on domestic violence charges last month. Snowmass Village police arrested the 20-year-old, according to CPR. The incident allegedly happened shortly after Cantor finished last in his event at the Winter X Games at Buttermilk. Roaring Fork Fire Rescue responded to a house fire early yesterday morning in Snowmass Village. The roof of the house on Baby Doe Lane was on fire and crews were able to contain it to the roof and chimney. Fire officials say no injuries were reported, but the home sustained both fire and water damage. The cause of the fire is under investigation by Roaring Fork Fire Rescue. Aspen Ambulance and Aspen Fire also responded. Two mountain lions were spotted in Basalt yesterday near Devon Court. The Basalt Police Department says the first sighting was reported around 4 a.m. and the second was around noon yesterday. Law enforcement recommends people in the area use caution, secure trash cans, and keep their pets leashed. Colorado Parks and Wildlife has been notified. 
The Ute Water Conservancy, based in Grand Junction, will contribute $2 million toward the purchase of the Shoshone water rights on the Colorado River in Glenwood Canyon. The Shoshone hydroelectric facility supplies power to XL Energy, and all the water that runs through the facility returns to the river so it can be used for drinking, agriculture, and aquatic habitat. XL has agreed to sell the water rights to the Colorado River District, which will lease them back to XL for power generation. The Ute Water Conservancy's contribution will help bring down the total cost of the water rights, which are selling for $98.5 million. And a clarification about a story that aired yesterday. The lawsuit between Pitkin County and the Aspen Airport's security system installation company is in regards to its exit lane detection system. That's unrelated to the long lines at security in recent weeks. Tasha Rigby, a pioneer of extreme skiing who lived in Utah, died in an avalanche in Kosovo this week. She was skiing at a resort in challenging weather when she was caught in the slide. A press release states that the 54-year-old died from injuries sustained in the accident. According to Ski Magazine, Rigby grew up in Vermont and moved to Crested Butte in her early 20s, where she challenged perceptions of telemark racing and extreme skiing with her fast, hard-driving style. In its first ever issue in 1998, women outside called her, quote, the best female telemark skier in the known universe. Rigby also achieved several first ascents and other ski mountaineering feats and was featured in the Warren Miller film Cold Fusion. If you're heading into the backcountry today, remember to check the avalanche forecast first. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center says there's moderate to considerable risk in much of our area today. You can check the latest forecast on the state center's website or at avalanche.org. In local arts and culture news, the Aspen High School Spirit and Dance team will be fundraising for their team this Sunday. Team members will be charging the public $20 to park at the high school and middle school parking lots from 8 a.m. to noon. Students, staff, families, and those who have to be on campus for work or athletics will not be charged. School district parking lots have always been free for the public on the weekends, but school clubs and other programs are now occasionally using the site to fundraise. A weekend comedy festival kicks off at Snowmass Base Village tonight. The shows will feature comedians from Comedy Central, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and the Endless Honeymoon podcast and Netflix special. The festival wraps up Sunday with some local talent. Drag queen Kendra Maddock will host Bingo at The Collective. The Friday and Saturday shows have sold out, but tickets for Drag Queen Bingo on Sunday were still available as of this morning. In statewide news, Colorado is suing to block a proposed merger of U.S. grocery giants Kroger and Albertsons. As KUNC's Bo Baker reports, the lawsuit follows a year-long state investigation into the proposal. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser said Wednesday shoppers, workers, suppliers, and farmers are concerned about what this merger could mean. These fears are warranted because the market for grocery stores in Colorado is already very concentrated with too little competition. And this merger would make the problem worse. Weiser said if the merger goes through, Kroger would control half of all supermarkets in the state. And that could be bad news for consumers and producers looking for options in grocery aisles. The lawsuit is also seeking civil penalties over a non-competition agreement the companies made in 2022. Bo Baker, KUNC. 
Colorado is the second state to file a lawsuit to block the nearly $25 billion merger. Washington state took similar action earlier this year. Together, Albertsons and Kroger make up almost 13 percent of the grocery market in the U.S. The Federal Trade Commission is expected to weigh in on the proposed merger this month. And in regional news, a new study reveals how climate change and irrigating crops are affecting river flows in the western U.S. The Mountain West News Bureau's Kayla Bradle has more. Researchers at the University of Montana analyzed decades of data across more than 200 basins. They found 75% of irrigation water is drawn from rivers. In places using efficient irrigation practices, like the Snake River Basin, can impact stream flows more than climate change. David Ketchum is a hydrologist who led the study. He calls this the irrigation efficiency paradox. Very efficient irrigation systems tend to use almost all of the water that they extract from the river and then apply to the field. That doesn't leave any water to return to the river. He says places using less efficient irrigation, like the Yellowstone River Basin, leave a lot of water unused. And that water is able to drain back into the ground and eventually returns to the river. He says this shows that irrigation techniques can be changed to help address the streamflow declines being caused by climate change. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Caleb Radel. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.